What I'm about to say kind of feels like a confession, but here goes. I am a romance novel reader. I started by stealing them in junior high school, and I've read Rosemary Rogers to Judith Krantz, and I even read Harlequins during finals week at college. And I used to hide these books, probably because no other books have covers as boobtastic as a romance novel. You can picture it, right? You know, the corseted breasts and flowing hair. So when I got a chance to talk to a romance writer, I was excited because I wanted to hear what it's like to write modern Kindle-ready romance. So maybe it's because I'm a priest, but I'm... I'm You heard that right. Amber Beldine is a lady priest who writes romance novels. You hit those kind of characters against really strong women, and then you give them a run for their money, and uh, that makes it a lot more fun. The day I talked to Amber in her writing room in a suburb of San Francisco, frankly, ranks as a day of great days, because that was the day that romance novels were not just forgiven, but embraced. Embraced by God. And how do I know this? Amber's tagline on her website, it says, Mystically sexy romance, because desire is divine. Human attraction and human sexuality to me is like an icon or a symbol of divine love. You know, there's like something about the collective unconscious in that and the way that symbols work and the way that symbols are universal and that they point to things that are transcendent. I found, as I talked with Amber, that she has no problem marrying flesh, blood, spirit, and symbolism. She embodies it, in fact. She embodies it in a tattoo of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I got it um, after I had had a miscarriage, after trying for a really long time to have kids. And uh, it was one of the times in my life when I had experienced the most suffering, and I also felt very loved. And I felt... um, I felt that I was being loved by other people the way that Jesus loves the world. Fortunately, six months later, I conceived again, and I I had twins. And then when I was nursing them, when they were like tiny and I was still managing to double breastfeed, I would have both of them latched on nursing, and I would look down and see this tattoo and remember what I'd been through and how grateful I was to have them and what kind of mother I wanted to be and how I wanted to love them. Now she has the peculiar feeling of wondering if people are looking at her chest or if they're looking at the tattoo, because the only thing that covers it up completely these days is the clerical collar. And so people are often looking at my chest and thinking, what is that flame popping out of her shirt? When someone's looking at it, that's a little reminder to me about what it is and why it's there. And, and like all that it symbolizes about who I am which is like a person that has a kind of a sexy tattoo between my boobs and also has it there because I love Jesus and want to love other people like he does. (laughs) So let's get back to the romance novels. Amber started reading romance novels as a teen, but she rediscovered them during her pregnancy. She started listening to them as audiobooks and was delighted to find out she still enjoyed them. So she listened a lot. And then after her twins were born, she was staying at home with her babies. She continued to listen. And then she was inspired. She thought, I can do this. I can write one of these. And even to her, it might have seemed a little weird. So she called a friend of hers to kind of do a sanity check. I can't believe I'm going to do this. And she said, you know, it's funny that you say that because 
really, it just, it just is like another genre, right? Like a sermon is a genre. It has a form and you have mastered it. And now you're just moving on to another genre. And really the shape of the story isn't that different. You know, you just have to do it longer. <laughs> when she started writing romance novels instead of consuming them, she got a new perspective on both the writers and readers of romance. And this includes not only your basic standard het novels for heterosexuals, but also queer romance, which Amber has written and endorsed as a participating writer in Queer Romance Month. All of my judgments and misconceptions about the genre were just completely blown open. Being a feminist has affected me, and I mean, certainly also that I believe all bodies are good bodies. But at the same time, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I've gone out on a limb with like any really genre-bending heroines. Like, they're all pretty typically beautiful. But you know what's interesting and kind of cool about that is that it's not because I think we all expect that we have to conform to that ideal of beauty as we read, but in a way that we can imagine that the hero and heroine are seeing each other, the right person will see us as that beautiful. In these stories, along with the heaving breasts, the ripping of bodices, and the throbbing sweet release, there are themes of mercy and of tolerance there's pain, both intentional and unintentional, and more importantly, the promise of stability and longevity. Cue the angels. There is the H-E-A. Yeah, I can explain the H-E-A. Um, so the H-E-A stands for the happily ever after, which is a, basically an uh, absolute requirement in a romance novel, right? It's the, the fundamental definition of a romance novel is that these people meet and they, um, they are attracted to each other, they like each other, but there are obstacles to them being together. Can these two people really see each other? That's the basis of, of real intimacy. I, the, I, what I love about you is your wound or your difference, not your flawless beauty and perfection. There's something about the happily ever after that has, to me, a theological feeling to it, which is not... I think people might like jump quickly to the conclusion that I'm talking about something like going to heaven after you die. But I, I actually think of it more in the sense of it being about hope. The romance genre is sort of like a practice of my faith in that ultimate ending um, as being something good and happy. Some people think it's escapist to read books with happy endings, but I think it's faithful and hopeful. I don't really read a lot of books that don't end with happy endings anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to a special edition of Bee Stories. You can find this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud and on BeeStories.com. Bee Stories, putting boobies in ears since 2015.